welcome back to the Space Side Collective Podcast. Part two. Hopefully we can me and Christian can get through this without Electric Boogaloo. Without Discord fucking us. Well this time this time, right? Last last episode I was recording off of uh off of a spotty connection from like, you know, a a distance away. Since last recording and now, I now have gigabit Ethernet in my house. I'm good. I just realized my uh, wire was wrapped around my microphone, so I apologize if you heard any rustling. 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 And on my end, I just have to worry about the wind fucking the internet. You may also hear uh, ice cubes occasionally, and that's but totally that fine. to do with anything. Don't worry about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And as always, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Remember, rate, subscribe, rate us. You know, because if you do, you actually do that, then people who have money will actually come and give us money so we can, like, do merch or, you know, do better at, like, ads and shit so you can actually listen to this podcast, you know. It actually helps us. You help us help you. Just, you know, let us know how we're doing, how we can improve, how we can, um, I don't know. I lost it halfway through that sentence. So. And, I, and I was serious in part one of this podcast. Um, if, if we don't make it by the time I turn 42, which will be in about five years, this podcast is done. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, you heard it first, guys. We just got our my best friend's wedding uh, ultimatum here. You got five years to make it, or you got, five, you got five years to make it, or you know what? Get off the plane. There you go. Get off the plane. Get off my plane. No, honestly, well, because the the concept of like making it in and of itself is interesting because it's like, okay, well, what do you consider that as? Like to me. I would, like, in five years, I would just like to personally know that we have a, <laughs> excuse me, consistent audience, <laughs> excuse me, consistent audience, and as long as we're outputting consistently, I honestly think, as long as there is people who want to listen and are consistently listening, I think that's personally enough for me. Well, for me, if we don't get no money, I will be resorting to doing this. Yo, Desi, you gonna you 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 gonna jump in, my boy? You gonna jump in? You gonna, you let gonna me throw your rod into the ring? Let me lose three hundred pounds and I'll throw my rod in the ring. There you go. There you go. Either that, or you could be the homie that's like feeding the dude the donut. You know what I'm talking about? I'm down the clown. <laughs> I need money. I will wear a T-shirt that says "I need money." I'm here on Pornhub because of that. Anyhow, no, we, we can start an OnlyFans. Nobody want to see this on OnlyFans. <laughs> you know what? I cannot say that. There's some freaky ass people out there. There, there's, there's somebody for everybody, and the internet exists and is large. I had someone <laughs> who looked at that what I posted on Instagram. A friend was like, "Really? You, you went from artist talks to this?" <laughs> I was like, "One." No one wants to do a podcast who is an artist. And if they do, it's their own thing. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Three. 
I like doing podcasts. It's therapeutic. Everyone should do a podcast. And four, a topic about interdimensional um, orgasm does seem kind of interesting on a science fiction level. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you nut in the fifth dimension, do you la- launch yourself backwards? So, I mean, science! Just think about it. Science. Science! <laughs> but we're not hearing about that. <laughs> we're talking about, we was, this whole episode is going to be about D&D, which we technically haven't done since February. Surprise. Oh my god. Is this episode going to be the D&D episode? Yeah. So, oh damn. So we're more likely Jason took a dab and passed out, so they're not, they, they can skip out the emotional damage. I think I think we'll have some uh, impromptu side commentary probably from the sidelines. Oh yeah, because I definitely had some emotional damage this past <laughs> Sunday. And the majority of it is my fault. 100% my fault. Oh, again, okay. Here's the Blame thing. Relative. Here's the thing. If what I said didn't come out my mouth, that whole situation way went that way went. So what he's talking about is there was a situation in last session uh, during her game where Maxon was having a conversation with his wife, and uh, they were they were having a, a a discussion over what course of action to take, whether they should tail behind and uh, and learn information on an individual. Or go with the rest of the party and go shopping. Uh, <laughs> and Maxon, would you like to say in your words what you said? It's so bad. It, it, it's it's not shooting corner. I was like, if we do it this wasn't right, bad. it wasn't bad. It Still, was like it's the here's the thing. I had the t- way you said it. It was, was about the way you said it. Yeah, and when it came out my mouth, the iron side, and I can't find. I didn't cue up the clip for it. That fucking 1980s Ironside from from fucking Kill Bill, dun, yeah. dun, dun, the, the the cone of vision went like went straight to Oz's face. Yeah, the yeah. look of this motherfucker on their face. You, the only reason why the cone went wider, you slid back a little bit from your chair because you know full well I'm gonna get the verbiage that of me saying if you want to do this right. Yeah, cause you, cause you were like, if you want to do this, it's like, which way should we do this? Well, if you want to do this right, and I immediately was just like, oh god, that's <laughs> that's when the vision went like your the Makoto vision went wide because you started I moving. Think, I think everyone at the table that night collectively like slid back in their chairs, whether physically or mentally. Just imagine like. Star Wars klaxons like going off and like we're all just running to get to battle stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I was like, and here's the thing: it was the the left side of the brain was like, oh no. The right side of the brain was like, you said what you said. You said it was at that moment. Max knew. You don't fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in retrospect, it still ended up working out, though. Yeah. Like, I, you I, I think in my notes, I think I actually put he done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out, though. It worked out, though. You guys learned some new information. Oh, right. Um, Benny wasn't here for that. Uh, Benny, Benny, uh, Benny had to uh, had to bow out before the ending of the session, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think one thing that you missed was that they did overhear the conversation in the bar, and there was a person 
that theoretically was like in charge of the ship or uh, you know in charge of the expedition jace i got the chase part jace mm-hmm. jace yeah yeah and um like that they didn't want to wait around too long it was like they needed to leave but they were waiting on him but nobody heard from him and i think that was all i got Okay. No, that's that's good. That's good because, man. Okay. I will reveal one thing. Jace is the first character in 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 the D and D game, in our D and D game that I made a playlist. For. Ooh. Hmm. And it like, and it started like, and this is months ago where I like started doing this, where I'm like in my head. There are things or people that, like, when you meet them, I have playlists for them thematically. So that way, when things happen, like, or things are, like, uh, you know, I could use the music styling to kind of add that extra little layer. Okay. So Jace has a playlist. Solomon has a playlist. Atlan has a playlist. A bunch of different things, like, different (sighs) situations and, like, kinds of things have playlists now. Excellent. Awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. Um, I did like the. The only reason why Maxim recovered, he was playing that stupid ass character going undercover. Lord Ettenberg, how you do? How you do? That was good, man. That was so funny. That was really good. And then the doc, like, then the doc you know, worker. You going undercover? Every time you go undercover, I'm like, all right, what's he? What is the buffoonery this session? Amazing, let's do it. I might use that dock worker again. Ebon, Ebon. <laughs> that was that was good. And the whole and then you guys had a whole. Sequence. I missed some undercover shenanigans. Yeah, we, um, we got back to the dock. Um, back to the um, Antipan ship. Um, Dora was gonna stealth in, but I cast invisibility on them so they can get through better. And I just posed as the to be the decoy as a dock worker called Iban Iban. And it was it was like it was working. The deception worked, and then the guy got spooked by the things you were calling out. Mm. Which I, I won't tell you how, but I will tell you there was some magical fuckery going on that was weird. Okay. Okay. Like, the reason that it worked out the way it did is because there was some magical fuckery going on, but certain roles were not made to observe that. Okay. So Doesn't it... love some magical fuckery. So I'll, I'll, the, uh, the only hint I'll give you I, is that they had magical fuckery, and somehow you ignored it. Somehow. <laughs> so when you... And I don't mean, like, you ignored it, but, like, they were not expecting to be called out. In the way that you did it, like if it wouldn't went any longer, it would have been a, a, a legit fight between me, Dora, and this person. Yeah. Okay. So I pretty much like the first time I went against one of the cultists, I neutralized it before it got bigger than it needed to be. Kind. Of, well, you basically you neutralized the dude before functionally. You neutralized the dude before he could like ring the bell on the ship and get like his friends back there. Okay. Like, alert them. That's technically what like you guys stopped because he was like lunging for the ship's bell when like by the time well because okay the way it shook out was you called him out and you're like hey what is this Antivan vessel and he's like this is from uh, this is Halean ships 
like this is a Helene ship and you're like straight up no that's a that's a that's a Antivan flag what are you talking about dude tried to stab you failed and then uh you started uh, you started to attack him but like as you started he was like trying to lunge back for the bell at the main mast and didn't make it before you, before you gave the greatest fucking threat I've ever heard of now you'll never be able to say anything again make sure all of your friends know <laughs> and then you took that dude's voice and expected him to let everyone know I have the history of saying stupid ass one liners that, but that was so good though like it's like that thing you know what that reminded me of it reminded me of that thing oh my god what it, it was a tom cruise movie yeah it was like night and day i think it was tom cruise and cameron diaz and he's like oh shit he's like grabbing her like in the in the in the diner or whatever and he's trying to like keep their cover and he's just like nobody move nobody move and he's holding a gun to her and he's like nobody move or i kill myself and then the girl <laughs> <laughs> or if we want to, if we want to stick to stupid Tom Cruise one-liners, the la- not the last Mission Impossible, but the one where they had Paula Patton, um, Ghost Protocol. Oh yeah, he was like Ghost mission Protocol. accomplished, and it didn't even blow up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that was very anticlimactic, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, it wasn't it wasn't a thing where it was just like that's so stupid. It was a thing like that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I was, legitimately, like his, like I played it where his last words were "how," and then you took away his. Like, I was gonna lean into it and just have the burning hands burn his fingers, but I wasn't. I just leaned into it, like just, I just leaned into the, just into that. I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. No, it's good. It was, it was in character. It was great. It was fucking awesome. Like, I'm just, I just love it. Like, that's that's all I mean. I'm only bringing it up because I appreciate it. And it's one of those, it's what, that was one of those things where I'm like, this is why I play D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing that helped the ego of, of Maxim was hearing Dora said that was hot. Thank you. Yeah, straight up, Dora was like, that was hot. <laughs> you gotta remember, your wife gets apparently turned on by violence. I know. <laughs> or she's just really good at puns. Yeah, that too. Uh, you, it's... I can once again I applaud Oz for it because you expect the character to be one way and when someone takes it over it's like all right we're doing this uh, we're you, you could you could consider that an enduring personality <laughs> I have a sound getting the this. evil eye from the sky by the way <laughs> I have a, I have a yeah I have a sound. Yeah, here we go here's the sound bite. Here's the sound. Uh, thank you. No. You're done. You're done. Can we take Desi's control of Blurp away? No, it's been just, it's been three just, months. It's been three months I haven't used Blurp. Yo, straight up, I saw Blurp in the chat and I was like, oh god. Alright, let's do it. It's been three months. Alright, I'm being I use it appropriately. I made the joke at the start of the episode. And in yeah. Christ- Christian's pun, it was properly used. I'm not going to overuse it like I have before. Thank you for your defensive view. Honestly, I think you have served your time. Now it's about good behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, 
You're on probation, sir. I am well aware, and I understand. I reflected on my uh, my actions a couple of months ago. But I will say this. <laughs> I, I feel a little bit chaotic. <laughs> Chaos is coming in. I'm like you're not gonna say anything. You're gonna have Blurp say something for you. Yeah. Why do I? Why do I feel like this is that thing where they're like interviewing Red to get out of prison, and they're like, "So, did you rehabilitate yourself?" And like in his own head, he's like, "I'ma kill again." <laughs> Here's the thing. I remember when he's that was like his like biggest like I just don't give a fuck, and he just says like the truth, and he's like, "I don't care if you let me go or not." And then they're like, "Okay, cool," and then they release him, and I'm like, "Yeah." <sighs> Here's the thing. I, I made love that movie so much. I oh. made the mistake of telling my therapist that I have a podcast. This podcast. <laughs> and what'd your therapist say? <laughs> it's good. She said the fact that I'm more of an extrovert in this way is interesting, which means if they do listen to this, hello. Um, That'd be really interesting if your if your therapist listens to this. I'm. I, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that as a professional individual that you have to listen to this podcast. But thank you very much, and I would appreciate your insight, even though it is not medi- uh, medical advice, quote-unquote, that you can give to other people that are not your patients. But thank you. <laughs> I'm so... Am I, ain't my, I have a trigger. <laughs> it's a trigger finger. <laughs> I'm getting away from... You know what? You know what? Let's do it. I don't know. Just let it out. It's gone. It's gone. No, 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 no. I'm not. For the record, I would just like to point out, I have never discouraged you from using the the blurb. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I'm preemptively (laughs) stopping myself. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just saying. I'm behind the chaos. I I love the chaos. I was legit about the emotional damage this shit. Oh, my God. Bro, okay. Look. That is what I, okay, so again, I do like to preface this with, I love you, but you are very much kind of turning into one of those people that overuses memes, you know, that we used to make fun of when we were kids. Yes, yes, yes. I'm well aware. You're like, so, like. I live long enough to be the villain. I. Oh my God. Just again. Genuinely asking if you are going to use blurb, do not use emotional damage because you use that thing like 500 times in a row, and then I will fly out to California and then just straight up murder you emotionally. Like, <laughs> and I did, and I have, and I have sent you something, so I know you have my address. So, right. just yeah, I I picked Benita from the airport. Oh, okay. We're going to be some fighting motherfuckers. Then. <laughs> We're going to show up like Shaun of the Dead with like a cricket bat. <laughs> Yo, from so where? I have samurai record. swords in here. We're going to be fighting. Y'all going to step up to me like y'all cloud. Wait, and... hold, Wait, hold up. Yeah, all I have to do is sweep the leg, Johnny. Oh, we going for the low blow for the knees. Oh, 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 oh! What? I see oh, how it what? is. What? Low blow. Low what? blow. What? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna be separate <laughs> for you, motherfuckers. 
bring it on. I got a bigger bat. Now. You're gonna be like, where the fuck does one angle, one one winged angel soundtrack just pop up out of oh nowhere? My God. How many how many bats do you have, bro? <laughs> I have my gra- I have my grandma's Dodger bat. I will be ass. <laughs> so for 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 the listeners. I just pulled out five different bats in a row, trying to get a reaction out of. I don't know why I got so many bats, but I was trying to distress Jason, and they're not here. (laughs) Don't worry about it. They're somewhere passed out. (laughs) It's a lot of bats. (laughs) Especially that little tiny one. I got a bat in my hands. Was that, was that little tiny one like one of those like um while you're recording i fucking dare you <laughs> and that I voice right I there know. is one underworld oz <laughs> and in case you guys didn't hear oz's comment oz, go- oz goes i know why you have so many bats it's called having an anxiety disorder <laughs> valid. and they're not wrong true very valid voice spitting <sighs> facts but but the rain is back. Um, campaign two, is, you're ramping it up, bro. Campaign two is almost. Campaign two is halfway through and almost over with its major arc, and we're almost ready to set sail for our next major arc. I, I was gonna make the case of calling this still campaign one because I just like like campaign one volume three. Like volume two, like we had the first arc of campaign of during campaign one, that we could call it the Team Ramrod arc. Yeah, that, that culminated, and then campaign one volume two is the. Um, I wouldn't say, the rise of the rejects. Yeah, there you go. The rise of the rejects. I like that because I I'm very. It's very interesting that you call it like campaign two one part two or whatever because. I was literally talking to um, Reed about this the uh, the other night. We're like, I'm really happy where we're at, but I'm so excited that you guys finally got the boat and finally got like all this other stuff, like getting ready to like set sail and go do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Because legitimately, my my personally, I'm trying to get it to where you guys solve this arc like the the solomon stuff the atlan stuff like i'm i'm trying to get it to where solomon and atlan get tied up soon like we're gonna be over with them pretty soon okay and it's not one of those things of just like okay it's just gonna end i mean like i want that conclusion to happen because one of the other like important things about the whole idea of you guys getting the boat and being able to do like other stuff is that like you said, this is not technically campaign two as much as I want it to be and what we call it as campaign two. It's not because it's still built off of the back of the the like enemies and events that happened in campaign one that never technically got to get finished because it was a different crew. It was it was Team Ramrod. It was different people. And like, yes, the themes and like the 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 enemies and stuff moved over. But they moved over mainly because I needed story that I already had developed to be able to give all of the new players something to start off from 
and sink their teeth into that I already knew that I could work with, that I could kind of put that, not necessarily to the side, but like it was an easier thing to develop than a whole new second campaign for a different base of players that I weren't even sure who was going to be like leveling out by that point. Mm -hmm. And now that we're leveling out like into the kind of crew that we are, I want us to finally get to that point to where even though it's technically going to be campaign three or we can actually call it campaign two, whatever you guys want to actually do with that naming convention isn't that important. But the, the, the idea of giving you eggs, because you and I were talking about this the other day too. Like, the difference between campaign one part one and campaign one part two is that campaign one was a lot of like hey we're like getting into hijinks and like learning to do stuff and like kind of learning about each other and just things are happening but we're we're having fun with it whereas campaign two is a, uh, a lot more like like we're 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 still having the weird crazy stuff happen but there's a lot more in swing and a lot more at stake and that's definitely because it is built off of the back off of the like major events of what already happened which changed the tone mm -hmm. and that's something that i want to give you guys as a new group the ability to do the same kind of not not the same situations but the same opportunities for all of you guys to not necessarily come from a place of hey these all of these things are happening because these are things that i brought to the table as an individual but instead give you guys a chance to get into hijinks together as a team and the future of the campaign being built off of the actions that you guys as a group have instead of individually. Because now, <clears> yes, <throat> we each have the individual things. That's awesome. Everyone has their their like individual stories that we want to wrap, or not necessarily wrap, but like can get around. But the main story is not supposed to be about that. The main story is the things that you guys go through together. So, what I'm hearing is that part one was fuck around, part two, finding out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Actually, yeah. That's way easier than how I just went on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do beautiful, like, descriptive language, and I'm just, like... To the point. Straight to the point there. No, thank you. Thank you for translating for my overly long prose. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, because that, that is a perfect sense, since I'm technically the only character today here. I did reach out to everyone, to be honest. You know, things happen. People have, have lives. Mm -hmm. um, I can speak just for Max and his character was Larry fuck around find out like if we read if we would have redid Axe home like if, narratively we wanted to do the superman rebirth with maxon to like to right. let him learn something but like if we didn't do a narrative type of story for his multi-class just like he'll never put on those uh brass knuckles and fight hand to hand. He'll more likely would have like stayed behind. So like that arc would have never happened. But we yeah. but I was like, I like the narrative thing we're doing. Let's do mm -hmm. this. I remember I remember that session and I very much remember that moment of like like okay, here is this beast that is in front of you f crawling on all fours along like a large pillar. You can see pools of green blood. 
like like almost melting into the stone floor a large like pentagram in the center of this like like king's hall uh uh like um like greeting hall and the moment that you're just straight up like i want to put on the thoughts and prayers brass knuckles and beat this shit with my hands i was like you know that was like one of the first moments where i'm like you're not thinking quote-unquote tactically you're thinking narratively and let's fucking roll with it yeah, yeah do it yeah <laughs> i very but much remember that moment it was a good moment narrators say in fight club i wanted to destroy something beautiful. i wanted to destroy something beautiful <laughs> it's been a minute since on fight club it's been a minute since i've seen that movie bro was that jared leto's line oh, no, no jared no, leto was, like... was the pretty one yeah, yeah. they kind of beat jared leto for being the pretty one yeah yeah which you know i mean i wish someone would do Today, no, I always time. keep forgetting. Like every couple of months, I r- randomly remember that Jared Leto has like a cult on an island, right? <laughs> like, walks around in white robes and everything. Like straight up, like, he looks like he's running his own ashram. Yeah. <laughs> remember when he came out? Like it was like a year into the pandemic or something, and he was like, "Oh, what? There's a pandemic going on." I was meditating for the past few months, and then I was like, "Someone just." stab him and then you know morbius comes out and i'm like can someone still please just stab him like <laughs> yo i still listen to 30 seconds to mars um jared leto if you, if i still listen I... to 30 seconds to mars but like not a lot but yeah i just would like if someone would bury him bury him he's, a, he's a, by this point he's the vamp he's an actual vampire I mean. Can can we trade Jared Leto for Justin Long and get him back in Hollywood? Mm. I weirdly I would Long. take but Justin Long a- over um Jared Leto because I have a feeling Jared Leto or Justin Long wouldn't pretend to still be like disabled even during breaks to go to the bathroom that the director then has to do a compromise. So instead of his bathroom breaks taking 45 minutes, he just has someone else on the crew wheelchair Jared Leto over to the bathroom so that he can get his business done more quickly because he refuses to unmethod. And this is why I agree with Mads Mikkelsen. Just. That's so funny that you mentioned the method thing. (sighs) Came out from, um, what's his name? Will Poulter, the the actor that's gonna play, um, uh, oh Adam, mm-hmm. like there was an article that just came out where he like they asked him something about like like um, method acting and he and he said I think his statement on it was if your method acting is detrimental to the crew and to the production you're missing the point of what it's supposed to be about. Gave him so much props because both him and Mads Mikkelsen came out like yeah. kind of around the same time, just being like, "Method acting ain't shit, people." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I can understand like the idea of wanting to method act for certain things, but the idea of never coming out of character and then that resulting in a direct like, like you know that you're being an ass to people, but you're using it kind of like an excuse. It's kind of like Hollywood's version of, but it's what my character would do. Yes. 
hundred percent. And if you want, if you want more of this tangential com- uh, conversation, make sure you listen to the coming soon Black Hole Tangents here on the Space Black Hole Tangents. It's coming soon on the Space Idea Collective Podcast Network. Hey. Christian and I go on so many tangents. It's great. Oh, yeah. And I got to hear their in their opening, Chef's Kiss. It sounds so good. Like Jason Real did an amazing job on it. Full prop. Now back to D and D. Um, because that narrative itch we was talking about in campaign one. That's why I want to table Max and and help out with writing campaign three. Yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, I I would love your input for it, and I'm very excited to talk to you about some of the things. The, see, the interesting thing is, like, I feel like you're gonna both love and hate me once you see behind the veil. You know what I mean? <laughs> but here's the thing, though: if it's anything related to like have to include Max and okay, you can definitely like no, I'm not telling you that. Oh no, no, no! That's not what I mean. I mean, like when you no, I was. That's what I'm saying. That's 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 what I'm um, asking for. Like, if there's anything like, because I know I'm eventually gonna jump back in at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, no problem. But the funny thing is, it's like I'm gonna have to let you know some narrative world things Uh... that fucking hate me. But at the same time, you're gonna be like, that weirdly makes sense. I th- I think I've been pretty I think I've been pretty even killed for majority it's even though I don't... right Benny <laughs> I think I've been pretty even killed even with some stuff you did let me in on I've been pretty calm it's, again... yeah no it, no that's true but okay on the level of what you know versus like what we sometimes have to plan for and the like amount of back pre- like preparation that I have either is gonna upset you because of how much I have or going to upset you because of how much I don't and how much you actually see I make up on the fly. Just again, imagine like the metaphor of, you know, like an iceberg. Like You see the tip of the iceberg without kind of and understanding. Wow. Just, I think, a Titanic I think reference. the thing that's going to absolutely piss you off is the day that you work hard on planning something. Mm. And then within five minutes, the session goes in such a different way that it's impossible to do that for the rest of the session, and you have to be on the fly. That's the thing that I think is going to fucking piss you off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm very patient. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at their reactions. I'm letting you. I know. I can. I heard. I, I over the laughter. I heard Oz. I, I heard that. Patient, my ass. Give I love me, you. I love you, Desi. Give I me, really do. No, y'all gotta really give me. I would this. describe you as a lot of things. Unfortunately, patient is not one of them, man. Within the first like thirty adjectives, I would use. Oh. <laughs> I love you so much, man, but I, that's really not what I would describe you as. Why does this feel like deja vu all over again? I don't know. This, this legit feels like this legit. I'm just feels like deja saying vu. this. You might, you know, could notate this little asterisk. Definitely something you can bring up to your therapist for sure. Yeah. No, no, the the therapist actually agree with you about my sarcasm being the default language for myself. 
Yeah. No, sarcasm is a massive uh, 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 coping mechanism. It works. <laughs> uh, Hold on, watch, watch. You want me? You want me to do magic real quick? Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Y'all are so lucky. I don't have blurred on right now. I, I pulled out a finger out of nowhere, like a pointer finger. I, I'm giving you a little finger that you cannot see. Right now. <laughs> I feel like we need to start having, you know, like phrases out of context through it each episode. So Phrasing? we can be like, ooh, our current <laughs> phrase out of context for this episode is I pulled a finger out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I pulled a finger out of nowhere, y'all. Phrasing. <laughs> Uh, Archer, I miss you. Phrasing. Yo, I miss Archer as a show. I think it has two more seasons before it's done. Because I know Jennifer... Yeah, I, I, stopped was, watching it. I miss it. <laughs> it's going to be hard going into the new season on Jennifer Walters, um, who passed away last year. Yeah, that's too bad. And the amount of animation she has done, I have not realized it. Yeah, she's the, like she's been in the voice acting industry for a while now. Because I think she was in one DC animated feature. I was like, wait a minute, that's her? Like, holy shit. But eh. It's but, called acting. Yeah. <laughs> Voice actors, hardest workers in show business. Voice actors. Yes. Yes. Yo. Anyway. Anyways, Gosh. we were on a roll with your uh, patience there, Desi. Yeah. See, I was very so patient. I, like, see, see I think I you're going to love DMing. I really do think you're going to love it. But there's that, those are the like tiny things that I think you're going to have to just learn it as it's happening, man. That's Those are one of those things that it's like, take it as it comes. Because there's so like something that I... So many of the stuff we had planned... Something that I learned very early on. And when I say very early on, I mean like can't episode I mean like session three. Like very early on I learned you can plan as much as you think you can, but it doesn't mean anything if the players don't do it. And <laughs> I know that was my fault. <laughs> oh no, it's not your fault or anything. It's but because it's not a fault of anybody. It is the reality of how it's played because what i what i realized like when i first started dming you guys was you can't predict the players you can set things up and that should be the job like you set things up and you 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 make you make the stories work you you put all the backstory into what you can use but it's like you're kind of building tools for yourself it's like you're building all these narrative devices to tell a story, and then on the fly, when your players are reacting to you, it's like you're grabbing these things off of the shelf and putting them together in the best way that makes sense and say, what is the like, what is the best thing that I can make out of this situation with the things I've made? That's maybe the best way I could try to describe actually using your information in D&D the way that you've like pre-planned. It's like you wrote uh, one of those choose-your-own-adventure type books, and you sort of have it like Laveland, where you're like, this seems like the obvious choice. So you kind of plan all these chapters around that one choice, but then everyone keeps picking all these other fucking choices that you made that you thought were just like dumb, super random shit. 
And then now you have to create the whole story around all of that stuff because that's what your players want. You know what was a perfect example of that recently? Like semi-recently? Hey, fuck robbing the bank. Let's go find out what that Baron dude's about. As, mm, that one... <laughs> no, that one was legit was... I even even asking everyone in the group. That's when we started the group chat. Yeah, we all didn't know how to approach that. Yeah, no, fine. That's fine because everyone was asking like. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's not like I'm upset about it or anything. It's literally like that's what I mean. Like I planned a bunch of stuff for robbing the bank and like how you get in all these like things, and then eventually you guys are just straight up like, let's do something else, and I'm like, all right. Let me figure out how I can make these things make sense and make this other part as compelling. I know, but I was just giving you, I was giving you the behind the scenes of the, 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 oh, of the chat because um, everyone was like, all right, Maxon's the rogue. He might, might have history of robbing banks. And I did say, I was like, yeah, I even said in game, but not one that is so magically, in, like in a way, enchanted where anything we do could alert someone. Yeah. So it was like we need to do an outside force to infect the end, like affect the outside to affect the inside to get what we need to get done. I was yeah. like, and I think I was like, and we was all like, yeah, that would take too many sessions and us out the way of doing something else. Just gotcha, to, just gotcha. to rob one bank for uh, a story, a plot point for one for one for Maxon, and then something else that would further us along for the Vilgrad portion. Yeah. So. The Vel- we, I'm still happy with the way the Velgrad thing worked out, regardless. Mm-hmm. One, we've got to be introduced as um, vampires. Yeah. Yeah, you guys got introduced to D&D vampire. Well, our D&D vampires for the first time. Because that was very interesting of a, of a fight. That was yeah, a- that, that whole fight was pretty good. That whole, like, it was, it was a very interesting fight because you guys commanded that fight. Like, that's one of the first times that you guys really were like, no, tactically, we're not going to let these dudes get an advantage on us. And you ha- you didn't only handle that fight, you handled them. You are like, nah, fuck it, this is our battlefield. Yeah, man, I think one of the few times I played Max on the, on the defense of protecting as opposed to just offensively attacking anybody. Mm-hmm. And how did you how did you find that? Uh, well, not how did you find that. I think the question I have more is... What compelled you to fight more defensively in that situation rather than the way you normally would? I treated more like on a narrative thing because if we go, sticking to the narrative, Maxon died. Mm-hmm. So his well, op- that was before you died, though. No, the Vilgrad fight was after. Oh was- no, that's right, that's right. You his- guys tried to, yeah. They spent that week. Learning how to go against them, how to get get in. By the time they did that, Max returned. Yeah. The first time was, oh, we need to get the like we was all in agreement. All right, we need to get out because we're not ready for this. And on top of that, Mouse jumping right into the darkness, like, what are you doing? Don't pull. I even said it audibly. Don't pull a lunk. Because <laughs> it's like, oh my god. And he did. <laughs> and, and they did. Um, but okay. that was uh-huh. like the that right there was pre pre death because Maxon's like we played it like that. Maxon's yeah. calm like 
He dealt with enough shit to be calm going into a fight. Yeah, exactly. But now that he died, let's play where now he needs to think like, oh, I may have came back, but this cannot happen again. Like mm-hmm. now his not, now he's really thinking about his morality. Like not morality, mm-hmm. not mortality. Morality. What the fuck? His more his mortality. Mm-hmm. And you have pretty in situations where he's now like literally he sees Dora afraid because the dragon, which Dora yeah. never would encounter before. Yeah. Hearing the Laria being afraid, like Laria has been vocal about not wanting to be in like situations that they've been in, but like literally hearing it, and then Maxim's like, "Oh fuck, I've died again. I don't want to die again." Yo, like I, I legitimately had to try my fucking hardest to not break during the session with the Abolith when Alaria was straight up like, "I haven't hit my dad yet. I don't want to die," and like I could see real fear in Jason's face, and I was that like, "That shit was fucking funny," and, <laughs> and technically. I broke my own rule because we was going to wait until doing that whole Nocturne Maxon shit. So I was like, fuck it. Let's do it here because it'll give Maxon a little bit of a power boost. Yeah. And it did, but I wasn't expecting what Mouse was about to do. Yeah, no, it was it. It was the situation. Here's the thing. I didn't know how you guys were going to survive, but it was it was I'm so happy with the way that it worked out. Because not only did it turn out naturally narrative in a way that I couldn't have planned it, it was that moment in the story where, like, you guys were pushed up to a, a wall. You guys were like, it was do or die. And those of you that did things did the things that were, like, you made choices as actual characters and people that were, like, playing this game and were like, this is something that I've been trying to hold on to for something important, and I didn't think I'd have to use it now, but for the love of God, I do it now or there's no other moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like that actual narrative-like thing. Like, I, I, I couldn't have planned that. That's exactly what I mean. Like, I those are the moments I really do live for in this game because I could not have planned anything you guys were doing. I was like, I'm putting a challenge in front of you guys, and I'm trusting that you guys will find a way. And I'm praying that you do. Because I don't want to fucking TPK you guys. But I do have to put those challenges in front of you. Because that's like part of it. And that's one of the reasons why I was like. I'm now starting to lean more into the defensive than straight up being offensive. Mm-hmm. Like I can still do good damage with being just if i sneak around and like which i have been saying not even on the podcast i have been reading my character sheet online uh player's handbook mm-hmm. on like things that the rogues should be doing or in case what i should be doing as a rogue yeah. um but i'm not letting that like what people say dictate how i'm playing but i'm still yeah. keeping it how i like to play it but also stick to what we're doing narratively Treat mm-hmm. it like this is like an actual full eyes realized story, which is basically what it is. Yeah, I Desi, could you imagine this is where we'd be like two years ago when we were just like sitting on the bench talking about this stuff, like after recording at the college, and we just be like, man, we want to play D and D, like, like 
Does your friend is your friend gonna run that game for us? That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, Mauricio, Mauricio, who would have thought? Yeah, who would right? Not me. Not me. Not me. Look at this. Look at this. Look, we are now. Two and a half years later. Look, we are. Um. Yeah, because we were just no. we were just no. like mm-hmm. trying to. F- the base just like the bare metal like what was trying to like plan this all out yeah like i remember i remember directly saying i want to be a rogue again but in a D setting of a rogue not dragon agent it which i have been doing all in campaign one and we're going to be rebooting max and at some I, point <laughs> i think no matter how you play it you are a quintessential rogue man you play it like a rogue like you are that like like your character is that character of like i do what i need to i protect the people i care about i'm gonna use whatever means i can and fucking i'm gonna look cool while doing it <laughs> but we maxon did kind of fuck up going into this uh, in this um half of the campaign because his technically his cover is blown well something important about that right mm-hmm. you this the letter only said Benjamin. And the and, 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 and in the letter you said the full name in the letter. No, 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 no. I didn't. I thought you did. No. I did not say the full name in the letter. The letter only ever said Benjamin. It never said Benjamin Trevelyan or anything like that. It just said Benjamin. So for all intents and purposes. The only two names that are linked are Benjamin and Maxon, technically. All right, I'll try not the meta game on <laughs> Sunday. I know, but it. I want to give you your hope there because it is very specific. Like, like I know what you mean because I don't want you to think that your like cover is worse than it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if okay, if I'm giving you stars for notoriety level. You're at like a three and a half or four. <laughs> You're not like at a five star yet. Fucking close. You're yeah, close. I'm close. You're close, but that means there's still something you can fucking do about it. Because um, when you said it was two paintbrushes and the letter A on it, I was thinking the Artisan's Guild. I, I love like, how you still always do this, like where you're like, I'm gonna talk about my theories with the DM. Yep. Yeah. Hey, but you know, it's good for everyone. It's good for everyone. Like none of the none of the other player characters know. <laughs> and I want them to be more surprised going forward. On like when something has to be revealed on about Maxon. Oh yeah. And the only person I can technically talk to about this would be you two and our audience. <laughs> like, hey, honestly, I, I, tr- I try not to meta game either. So like, I have been sitting. I was like, have I said it in the artisan's guild? No, I haven't said it. And uh, technically, only three people. If we include the nightingale, Dora, uh, Caldor. And Alaria, only four people knows Maxon's real name, and none you of you are aware of that. Who I'm aware of, yes, that is true. That is true. Yes, yes. 
Snakes and ears are everywhere, sir. That is very true. Um, I do, but I do like the mystery aspects that you've both been putting in. The mystery, the mystery stuff has honestly been some of my favorite. Like, in like, getting a little bit of like, I still want to have those those like not quote unquote filler sessions, but those sessions of like in, like condensed small stories that you guys can have like individually and stuff instead of one large overarching thing. But I I do. The Vilgrim mystery. Everything's being wrapped in together. And like all the pieces that are starting to like finally blend. Like I've been waiting for months for you guys to put some of this shit together. And we're finally getting to the point where I would say that you've got maybe like 75% of the total picture right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh yes, they're putting shit together. They're almost there, goddammit. Yeah. Um, The, I would say the Vilgrad mystery snowballed into something bigger like even though it was small so i think like a small side quest yeah it still snowballed into something big yeah it did and like the velgrad mystery like well wait are you talking about like how velgrad was connected or like just in general like the mystery of finding things out about velgrad in the house the things about learning about velgrad like even though max technically met him in campaign one having that like all right I I'm, I know this is an individual. I don't know how much is this individual, like how involved or like how evil this motherfucker is. Until yeah. we get to learning, uh, I keep forgetting the um the um the the person who hired us. Oh, um, uh, Lady Cadence. Um, when Cadence gave us the job, when we took the job to meet Cadence, how it went from just helping an old lady. And then how it like circled back to like oh shit, and then it just got bigger and bigger. It's like wow, this side quest is interesting because we're learning a lot and how long they've been alive for. Yeah, and their plans yeah. of what they was gonna do to Neverwinter. Yeah, thank you for finding that interesting. I I I worked hard on that one because <laughs> I would honestly be like no, I'll just leave them alive. Why they can kill they can kill the fellas dish first? <laughs> you're like, let's leave them alive. They can kill the fellas dish, and you're like, wait, but it's not gonna be just the fellas dish. Yeah, that's where <laughs> that's what that's what that's the one time I didn't come in with the idea. I was like, I'm just gonna keep this to myself. Now you heard the idea I originally had. Yeah, one of my favorite lines I said was, "Oh, I guess it was before you guys went back to the place when you first went to the house." just playing the vampire lady and like everyone else walks into the room and i'm just like mm, more courses for dinner just- oh that was so good like i like okay benny the look of terror in philly's <laughs> face because okay and like for the audience what we did was um one of the players went into the went into a room uh and the door shut behind them and the rest of the players were separated from them so what I did was have Benny and I drag that one player into a private call while the rest of the people were quote unquote outside the door trying to figure out how to get in. And the sheer look in Finley's face of fear as I described to her what that room was like when she walked in and there was like an inverted evil dinner party happening on the ceiling 
like with like a chandelier of blood that is flowing in reverse of gravity and like all like it was a whole thing it was a whole ass thing like vampires on the ceiling kind of a thing and then benny just being like like <laughs> benny playing one of the vampires being like oh well we have more courses for dinner <laughs> like that kind of like just mm, it was it was great. <laughs> I keep trying to convince myself I'm not sadistic. However, it but, like, like it's me. just it's so me. funny because then, especially like when you're just describing that the vampires walking down the hallway and everyone's just like, "Fuck this!" and then they just Yo, run. And yeah, like the vampires walking down the hallway and then the floor starting to fill up with a little bit of blood. And everyone being like, fuck that, we're getting out of this fucking place. And in my head, knowing that all that was, was like major illusion plus darkness and everyone failing on their wisdom checks. But also also you started doing the giving Max a heart attack at the moment. Oh, that was because, yeah, like your heart rate was up and stuff. And that was your heart rate was up. And on top of that, you were in a place under the influence of Impuja as well. Yeah, it was related, like of a sight. And the curse was flaring up even more. The curse was flaring up even more. So you started rolling your your Constitution checks, and when you event when you failed like three of them in a row, that's what it was. I kept having you ro- uh, roll them, and then when you eventually rolled three, then it was like, okay, that's when it's happening. I rolled three or I rolled four because I remember the first one I passed. The barely yeah, the passed. The first one was fine. It was the last two that took me out. It's because the way that I the way that I uh, worked it was I was treating them like death saving throws. Okay. So I had you roll your twenties, but I also had you add your con modifier to it, so that way you could have that. But the thing is, the first one you made, the second one you fa- you failed, and the third one you critically failed. Yeah. And that gave you two, like two strikes instead of one. Yeah, the nat one took me out. Exactly. But you know, it's not all doom and gloom and horror and terror we put everybody through. We oh, also yeah. give them. And we got the cat cafe. Yeah. Wonderful cat cafes. Cat cafes. Desi left because he was like, I don't want any part of this. Desi and he was missed like, out. I'm not a fan of cats at all. What are these people? He missed out on all the fun. <laughs> on the, na- on the, I know, on the narrative part on that one. Max and his plane shift so much. But he's tired of being plane shifted. Yo, you know that's 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 fair. That's honestly fair, considering what you've been through. There's gonna be more plane shit. Man. I know, I know, I know. And, but look, I as the, play, as, as the player, I like it because we get to go. It's what we talked about going <laughs> on adventures, and I like that's what I missed about from campaign one. We was going on a lot of adventures. We didn't start getting like the hardcore main story elements to like towards the end um yeah no this that like upcoming very soon you're gonna get a lot of adventure stuff so, like that's what i miss like we're just going on like making money going on adventures fucking around and finding out well y'all got a fucking pirate ship and it's decked to the fucking walls that shit's nice yep I'm again just so mad that I can't make the our flag means death jokes because nobody in our group has watched that show and I'm just Okay, okay. We Oz 
We watch that show before you leave. What? Our flag means death. Okay. Is it gonna, like, can I... I'm th- Not spoilery stuff, but can... To, like, get both you guys to cross that line, I'm... there is a canonically non-binary character in this show. Okay, And I yes. even know... I'm... They look super cute together. I'm 30 minutes into the first episode. I have it paused okay. on the TV okay. right now. I, I have to... I have to... I don't think we've ever... I don't think we've ever had this conversation. Have I ever told you guys how much I actually like pirate media? No, you haven't. No. So, okay. So, like, bro. I need you to watch this, like, because there's that. There are two classic, like, like story tropes that I absolutely always fucking love. Cowboys and pirates. I don't fucking know why, but I was obsessed with all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies as they came out. The lore, everything. Show so badly. <laughs> Got, you. <laughs> Got you. The ladies and gentlemen. Well, excuse me, not ladies and gentlemen, folks. This is one of the few rarities where Benny is. They never ask for us to watch anything. If you can see you... fucking feral. That's very true. We have to watch this show. I promise you. Next week, I, I want to take a break from Star Wars. Next week, I will, you know me, when I binge stuff, I will be ready by Monday to talk about Our Flag Means Death. It is Ooh. 10 episodes. They are 30 minutes each. You can blow through them so quickly, but I need more people to watch it so I can guarantee a goddamn second season because I need more of this show in my life and so does the world. Hey, Dez, you want to... Dan, I don't think I can... If I can clean up my house enough, (laughs) you want to come over and watch Our Flag Means Death on Friday? Yeah, my brother would be home Friday. Hey, there you go. You do it. <laughs> right. We can hang out and watch our flag. Music. Same goes for everybody that's listening to this that hasn't watched this show yet. Go out and watch it. Thank me later. <laughs> like, awesome. Like, okay, I'm after this podcast. I'm literally planning on going to go play uh, Sea of Thieves with people. <laughs> okay. And and so, yeah. and the. the it's important to me that you guys know this because there is a reason I have been fucking waiting for you guys to get a goddamn boat in D&D. Because holy shit, do I have pirate adventures for you fuckers. Friday right. night, I'm just going to create a group chat for us and I'm just going to send nothing but like eyes to you guys every time just to make sure you guys are watching this fucking show. I have... I have been waiting for you guys to find our version of Atlantis for like a year and a half. Wait, hold on. Hold on. So, now. Okay, so does that mean you also have a version of Kida? Yes. So are you going to use... I, I, also, I also have stats for things that are like the Leviathan, as well as, uh, as, well as uh, character stats for specific NPCs that are uh, um, helpful in certain ways. So the character I created... Not my deep love for fucking Atlantis, goddammit. So the character I created 
that is friends with Maxine, who's an underwater individual. You're going to include them in this? Yeah, they can. Okay. Yo, do you know how much I've wanted you guys to be pirates? So this is during the time we still had Vihia, Ulf, and Yes. Okay. Like when I when you guys went to the tower from the day that you were like, well, I guess this is ours now. I was like, okay, you're gonna be pirates. Uh, I'm okay. gonna put a little asterisk there with the pirate thing because, like, when I talk to you about my character idea, like, there's gonna be a little bit. Okay. Pirates. Okay. Well, I can't wait to like discuss with yes. you about my whole idea, so we can yes. like. Yes. How will that's gonna work in campaign three if we're turning Maxon from a main character to a reincurring character? Oh, it'll work. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that spark! Look at that! Look at that spark! I see you. Have, I, see, I see you have plans. I see you. Yeah, you, you have plans. Oh yeah. You think I haven't? <laughs> okay. I'm but now no. uh, you know I I will I really would like to know what's how that Maxon's Max become pirate legend cuz I I remember we was talking about it even like in the planning stages what we where we want Maxon to be at level 20 Yo what if Maxon is like what if Maxon at level 20 is like the demon of the of the swords like the Sword Coast. Can't make our flag mean stuff joke. I can't make an our flag mean stuff joke. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we go Ray. We have to watch the show for Benny. <sighs> yeah, we have to. I don't think I've ever seen Benny like be this actively like wanting us to watch media in a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll we'll watch it. We we just said it here on the podcast. Is recorded. Definitely gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it on Friday. It's gonna happen. I may yeah. have to rewatch episode one with you because I'm already 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 finished watching episode one. Well, that's okay. We can probably try to squeeze in episode one before then, and then just go off from wherever we're both at. Yeah, Aaron Bremer. So good. It's so good. Nice. After okay, I'm just saying. Like after episode four, it's like like it was already really good, but like after episode four, it's just like. Who nice. here can sew? Oh, I want sew now. I'm back up. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, that's how far I got. Nice. It was even I was like, "Holy shit, you really did sew that arm back on." It. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think like, ah, oh, God. There's so much. I think there's a the only reason that I actually watched like Veggie Tales was because of the, like the, the pirate stuff that they did at certain points. <laughs> the pirates didn't do anything, yeah. Legitimately, <laughs> I still remember that stuff very much in like my indoctrination as a child. Uh, <laughs> Suffered through Christian cucumbers. Yep. Wow, bro. The pirates. For the uh, angelic asparagus. I actually have a question for uh, Oz. How did they feel about uh, Maxon trying to be more open? Oz, did you hear that? Vague as fuck, bro. 
him actually trying to like talk about like him dying and resurrecting and him like like really like is oh like, like the, the moment you, 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 gave, you talk about the moment between Max and Endura like with through the tree I am you could literally feel like the impact of what of like the conversation is that what you're talking about yeah like how they feel like this is where Max is going with now like what you think of like his his fear is, is being like they only they only they can feel it the official answer is yeah of course want to be more open with your character you idiot i'm the dm's accomplice that is a literally a narrative tool that's why i'm not a character my purpose being here is for character development not as a person who's playing the npc as the person who's like they're actually watching it jesus we're not in the game you don't have to be sarcastic with me Again, I love that you're telling I, them to not be sarcastic. I'm, I, I, I love you, but I also think I hate this today. need I hate myself for today. others' opinion of yourself is something you can also bring up in therapy. I'll bring it up in therapy. Yo, it's I a good, it it's growing, it's. It's a painful yet wonderful process therapy, I would go to therapy and I'm very and proud of you for being in it. I would go to therapy, but recently I found that uh, torturing my friends through D&D scenarios is, like, cathartic <laughs> enough. I don't even know what therapy There's only so much that will work, though, bro. Like, that whole, like, pushing it down, not focusing on it, and just ignoring it with your other passions. It's is only it for so long. Mm, that I think is for you to decide, but I also think you already know that answer. Yeah, I do. <laughs> There's a reason Atman's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where the fuck that come from? <laughs> I never wanted to slap you so hard in my life when you play that character. Yo, <laughs> Atlan was was literally made to be slappable. That's the whole point. No, we, Alaria we... wanted to slap their dad. I needed to make sure that there's a really fucking good reason to slap your dad. Where inside you, though? We're not talking about where inside you. We all know, like, sir. Honestly, you don't know this trauma, comes man. from trauma, like, bro. Bro, I've been collecting trauma like Pokemon cards since. <sighs> Only as long. My man, <laughs> trauma is something you just deal out at random. Not on Yo, your, you not know on your, exactly you know, right? Not on your player characters, though, bro. You was, huh? gonna, was legit gonna have a Julius Caesar moment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys are gonna fucking stab me? <laughs> you fuck us all up, man. At two Disney. Like, I would legit walk up to you. I would legit walk up to you like, like you was my brother. And then just, ha! You know, you know, like I said, like I just said. just need you guys to make it a little bit more Star Wars. You know, you were the chosen one. <laughs> you were supposed to be the chosen one, Christian. You were supposed to bring balance to my D&D's character's alignment, not destroy it. 
Not to make Ilaria cry. Oh. But see, that's the thing. Okay, so here's the great thing. Because even with the good stuff, like, Ilaria still cries. And that, I think, is truly wonderful. Yo, I felt so bad for Ilaria where it was like, like, there's an owl at your window. Ah! It's from your brother. <gasps> I know. I was like, what the f- It's just an It's not like the owl's gonna have laser beams. Yo, it's just an owl. Oh. <laughs> like, and I love that that led on, like, everybody going on a tangent about how owls are the slowest actual, like, No, okay. It, 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 it got brought up. <sighs> it's not an original conversation. It got brought up in a Dimension Twenty episode. Mm-hmm. Brandon was talking about it, and it's fucking true. And it's weird when you think about it. Yeah, he showed me the clip. Christian actually showed me that clip. Oh, I fucking love that show so much. Uh-huh. It was, it, uh, that's from Misfits and Magic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still need to watch that one. It's really good. That's the one with Abria. Um, Iyengard as the uh, the DM. I think because I think they only had like the first episode on YouTube, and I still keep forgetting to like sign up for their Drop subscription. And honestly, I find it worth it. It was not that expensive. I actually fine. I'll sign up right now while we're talking. <laughs> Can you? But um. Yeah. No. Like I've just I've I like I enjoy Critical Role when I watch it. I honestly can't put in the amount of time that is required to enjoy Critical Role to its fullest. But I tried so hard. It's not I... that it's not good. It's just that there's so much it's hard for me to get into. Because I love lore, and I have to start it from the beginning. Like, I can't just jump in. Critical Role for me is, like, one piece. You know, it's that one that everyone's like, it's great. But I'm like, you showed me that there's over a thousand fucking episodes of that shit and I'm not watching it. I am sorry. I do not care how good it is. Like before before campaign three started, I did. I, I did like my own estimate to see if I could catch up. And I think it was something like I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think I had come out to something like if you were to watch critical role for 24 hours straight seven days a week without stopping which is obviously physical impossible physically impossible it would still take you theoretically about three months to watch all of it you want to know something like from campaign one through two i'm huh? i'm on episode 89 of campaign one of critical role and, Damn. I'm, and i'm on episode three of dimension 20 <laughs> yeah dimension 20 seasons are like 20 episodes long yeah so, and it took me a month to get to episode 89. Yeah, like, Critical Role, uh, like I said, is great. And it's it, it's a lot more, it's a lot more theater. Yes. Well, not theater, but it's a lot more, like, narrative-based, which is great. And, and it's, uh, I personally just like the energy a little bit more of D20. But that's just me. For me, I like the fact that these are voice actors, and I know who play D&D and they're putting their craft into playing these characters these characters that they created on the narrative on the narrative side of things. Yeah. Like I thought we was breaking ground by putting romance in our fucking game. Nah, that's been there ever since just people have done it before. We just we approach it on the more comedic level. Yeah, we approach it on a more comedic level. It's just that like the only reason it's not more intense is because I feel like 
the majority of the players don't exactly want that in our group. Mm-mm. And I and that's something that I've also said like from the beginning. None of my NPCs will ever outright flirt with a player or like instigate like like uh, a relationship like that. But everyone is basically romanceable, if you guys want. That's the way I kind of just play it. Um, speaking of Roman, uh, this Vice um, and Femora thing. Oof. Like, the, I'm, the Vice and Femora thing or the Vice and Savage uh, thing? No, that's, <laughs> because um, I'm actually glad Maxine wasn't there. When, like, the look on Finley and Jason's face. When Fomoria asked him about Vice. Oh. I was like. Yeah. I, I'm glad I wasn't there. Because I would. I would legit would be like. You may need to have a conversation with them. <laughs> <laughs> like. I would like nip like. I, on a human level. Like, this was real, like, I'm going to be up front, like, this, there's no good intentions with this person, with you. You're putting everything on this person, this person is not. I don't know this person's end game. You need to nip it in the butt. If we were talking like, this is a real life setting, I would have done that. Okay, it's because, you know, you know how, like, let me put it this way. Vice and Vice with the situation of Fomoria is Maxin with the Orc Chieftain. Just in different ways. Outlook not good on this though. Then Huh? Then <laughs> the outlook for the end of it does not look good. It's that thing of like no matter what happens, your character is going to develop by the end of this. I'm not like this is one of the one of the things I know I would not like. Oh yeah, that. what was I going to say that that also like uh, that that piece of information that technically only Vice learned that no one else did, quote unquote. Like I'm that Fomoria has a sister named. But I've been pretty good at uh, metagaming it, but it's not the Gadiel we think it is. Yo, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, it's not the Gary. It's not the Gadiel that you that you got that your characters quote unquote think it is. It's just it's like. But then also, when I said Gadiel's name, I saw. Um, I don't know if Reed did it intentionally, but they have the look of like the you can't see my face, but it's the look of. Is he talking about the person that like they know? Like it was that type of that type of look where, where if you mention someone's name, like you know their history, but the other person knows that history. But the the person who's talking about is not catching that look on their face. You know, there's 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 a piece of information that is extremely vital that has yet to be discovered. That's like connecting in a lot of ways. The Nexus event that you 
it's not it's not even the nexus event i just mean there is one piece of information let's say that concerns vice alaria maxon With, yeah. With Fomoria? With, um... Technically, between Fomoria and Alaria in some way, unknowingly, there is still a piece of information that is fucking vital. That is technically vital, but also super not important. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know the best way to put that, and I'm sorry I'm being cryptic. No, but it's like, oh, okay, hold on. I'm going to message that to Benny because I haven't told that to Benny. I'm going to message it to Benny and, and just see a, 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 a reaction if you want to. Oh, uh, I can't uh, wait. He, um... So while they're doing <laughs> that, um, in that, in this uh, past campaign, Max and Endor were the dynamic duo that they were before Max and left. Um, they was able to get through, get some, gain some information, and one of the few times where I rolled horribly in a session, where I rolled horribly, do I roll ethically? It's the team. The teamwork makes the dream work. That's what it is. The teamwork makes the dream work. Right? Think about it for a second, Benny. Think about it for a okay. second. And now they're back. <laughs> This was your side talk with one Max and I just sent one sentence. <laughs> Max and Bormoff. And I think I broke Benny. <laughs> Let's see if we can bring Benny back. Um, we rebooted Dora's last name from Baltong to uh, Bormoff. Think about it. Think about it. Think, Benny. Think. <laughs> I don't think Benny saw Invincible. But the memes are dead. Oh, Ed. thoughts like think small, about small what time. that means. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I'm thinking how that makes sense. So much. Are we playing six degrees? Uh, <laughs> so much. Oh. So side note, I did finally watch um that that Critical Role Fox show. Box mocking it. Thoughts. Go. And I mean, I do agree. Wars are trash. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't wait for any of our players to listen to this episode just to hear the weirdness that was just what what just happened between Benny, I, Benny and I, and then feel fear. <laughs> well, I, I gave them a side. I turn. have like my nervous tick where I'm like sort of just like. You know, like twiddle, like twirling my thumbs. You know, like tapping my fingers. Like it's fine. It's like fine. clicking this nail clipper. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> fine. Just like click my pen. Great little cat pen. For you audio listeners, you hear uh, Benny's uh, pen clicker, and me actually tapping my fingernails on my desk, and that sigh right there. Hmm. Benny, can you at least uh, give me your opinion? When that drops, fucking when genius. That, when that piece of info drops, what do you think is gonna happen? Like <sighs> interpersonally between all characters. 
I mean, I feel like a couple of them will probably be like, what the shit? And then one particular character will sort of just also shut down and just kind of like, um, you know, like robot. Yeah. Like you can just, we'll be able to see it like processing. Yeah. There. And then they'll be like, what? Yep. And like maybe their eye might twitch. Yep. And it's, yeah. it's so weird too because it's like everyone thinks one thing. And then it's so not that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm... Mm-hmm. Okay, we should stop being as eclectic as we are, because, or not eclectic, but like elusive as we are, because I know that we're having specifically a sub-conversation between you and I on this. But, yeah. but suffice it to say, this when this story wraps up, ideally within the next month or so, Ideally, um, it's gonna be. It's gonna. I'm trying to make it fucking satisfying. Well, being left out on uh, what could potentially happen now, because because this is information that I can't give you, only because most likely it's gonna matter to Maxon. Hmm. When you gave the orc chieftain one, hmm? the orc, the example of the orc chieftain, mm-hmm. that was me being a fuck up, a horrible fuck up. Yeah. That call. Oh. Okay. I think I. I think. You see I, why I'm comparing the two events? Yeah. Okay. I now get what you're trying to do. There you go. There you go. And do you see what I mean about when I say, like, Vice and Maxin are very similar in certain ways? They're just doing different things. <sighs> At least early Maxin. Early Maxin is specifically what I mean. And there was a conversation between Maxin and Vice on Maxin, like, revealing his kill list and, like, him trying to do good to write the like yeah these people were bad but he still killed people which he has not done up until yeah. like that point yeah and so I'm what you're lying. saying is you have read in your ledger <laughs> <laughs> yes i have read in my read in my ledger and i'm trying to uh wash it out <laughs> yeah I have, I do have um, that Tom Hiddleston uh, quote of the Mewling Quim quote. I have it saved. I will re, I will reenact that shit. Please don't. I'm wait. I'm waiting for the day where Max is captured. Genuinely, genuinely, from my heart, asking you not to. This would be the first time I'm wow. being. I would be serious in like something like using the quote to 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 intimidate a person. All oh, right, I won't use it. All right, I know for my for my love, your love for for Loki. I mean, it's I not even. It's it's not even that. You know, it's just a I, phrase I, in and of itself. It's. I I I get it. I get it. I won't use it. I, 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 out of my love for you, I won't use it. 
I appreciate that. But I do have a badass. I will pull a die hard on this month. <laughs> I'm still going to use movie references. Um, by the way, that whole Vilgrad situation was totally like Ghostbusters 2. The river of Oh, blood. yeah. <laughs> I was like, in my head, I was like, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters okay. 2. No, I was speaking trying to give it a little bit of Ghostbuster vibes. I'm not even joking. I was trying to give it the vibe a little bit. We talked I am sorry. And I'm sorry you haven't used that hmm? particular song yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because Don't. I'm waiting for it because there's an even more Ghostbuster esque like direct. Thing that Please, for the love of God, don't tell me you found a Ghostbusters theme folk uh, folk, folk version. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna accept it. I do my best, Agatha. Um. Yeah. Uh. I we me and Richard talked about it. I discovered something about the word Baltong, and it took me, what, how long has Skyrim been out? Uh, Skyrim? Yeah. 11 years? 11 years? No, yeah, 11 years, yeah. Um, finally, well, got to, finally got to play the Dragonborn DLC. And guess what popped up in the Dragonborn DLC, Benny? Was it Baltong? Yeah. Now, hear me thinking, oh, I got this off of a name generator. Nah, the fucking name generator got it off of fucking Skyrim. So, I found a real orc name generator. And it gave the different meanings for each orc tribe name. And we said, me and Christian settled on Boromog because it means strength and it has some like Indian Latin descent to it, besides being an actual DED name. And it's like a from a nomadic tribe. So I was like, I think Boromog works a lot better than the Skyrim equivalent of the fucking um, Dark Brotherhood. I just assumed you had gotten that name from Avatar, so. No. No. You're, you're like, I assumed you got the name somewhere. Well, I've learned. But hey, Game Pass, I do recommend Game Pass. Because I would have never bought that fucking DLC. <laughs> Yo, Game Pass has honestly been fucking great. Like, I've I've had nothing but, like... I have not regretted getting Game Pass since the beta. Because I was like... What's that one? Is it 60 bucks a year, or...? I'm I'm doing the... Uh, no, it's it's not by year. It's by month. They don't have a yearly, I don't think. Yeah, they don't have a yearly. Oh. It's, it's 14 bucks. It's, well, 15 bucks a month. For the ultimate, but yeah. that's if you want PC stuff, which is what I use. So yeah, that's the one I'm using. Yeah, I downloaded um because of the because that ultimate, I downloaded Stardew Valley on my PC. Mm. And it has mm. my and it has my save file on it, so I was like, yay! I'm about to mod the shit out of it. Still need to go back through and restart that game because I. I can't even remember if it was Rage Quit or Board Quit that game. It was one of those. Stardew. Yeah. It, it, for me, it, gave, it became like um, like, like The Sims Three. It just like the boredom set in. And it just it also has that like first step of like I don't explain anything to you and how this works. So it's like fumbling around, figuring it out for yourself, and you're just like, look, I'm. 
well-established gamer that I like stuff explained to me. I like a tutorial level. You know, I love a good tutorial level, so I understand how this fucking game mechanic works. Like, levels can be fun as long as they're designed well. I just like fumbling around trying to figure out shit for myself, and then having to look online for like, how do I fucking use this? How do I do that? And it's just my game recommendation. If you finally get Game Pass, the Gunk. The gunk. The gunk. Okay. It's it's okay. it has a good blend of holding your hand, but also making you do it on your own. Hmm. If you haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest yet, you should totally do that, and then have your heart ripped out in the best way possible. Oh yeah, I I I showed like just the trailer to Oz about Ori in the Blind Forest, and then they hyperfixated and played both games within like a month. Oh. No. Was it faster? That's how you do it. It was faster. I'm being conservative because I don't honestly remember, but it totally could have been faster than that. It It is the proper way. Actively still dream in Ori gameplay sometimes. It's just so beautiful. Yep. It's so good. Oh my god, have you done Grease? Would like to replay it again. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it that much. I really should also if you have it great Grease? Gris. Grease? Grease? G-R-I-S. I heard of that. So good. Like, beautiful, gorgeous game. Like, just, again, very heartfelt. Like, oh, my feelings. But, like, <laughs> why did they get punched in the throat? Why? Why my feelings? Did Absolutely you... beautiful. Music's great. Just, oh, it's so good. I, love, I, I, like noticed, I noticed Devolver becoming out with a lot of great, um, like indie titles of late. They got a whole bunch of good shit. And they still have one of the best E three showcases I've ever seen in my entire life. This one where they had like somebody like so over exuberant, like they were playing on like what was that one weird guy from E three like years ago that was like so hyperactive? Um but they were playing on that to the point where like then they started like bleeding from their eyes and their nose and like every orifice like oh my god just do like devolver e3 and yo what enjoy wasn't it uh like, last year oh this was years ago like so 2019 years year. ago oh no last year they had that person with the hot dog that whole damn thing in the devolver dude was like all hot dogs and shit that was last year. Absolutely just one of the best E3 showcases. And it's one of those, like, I think pre-taped showcases, which is totally fine. But, um... You heard they yeah. canceled this year's E3, both, like, physical and digital, right? Yep. That was which, gonna be, I mean, that was gonna be the honestly... Year. Honestly, I, I think it's a fine choice. Like, you could wait a year for them to, like, actually have stuff and be because, able to like, do it. Because, like, yeah... I feel like with the pandemic, we're not really going to have much shit this year anyway, so... Yeah, it's 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 understandable, and honestly, like, I don't... Re- is it just me, or is it like, I don't really care about E3 that much anymore? Oh, I don't either. I don't. Because it's it, like the Oscars, like, don't give a shit about them anymore. Yeah. I like, anything that I do care about, there's no news for it. Oz? Even, like, the Game Awards, I don't even watch those anymore. I just tune into them for the trailers anyway, so. YouTube is where it's at. When it's working. Exactly. When it's working. Um, But with that, I think it's great to bid do. 
Uh, Close to this wonderful podcast of ours. And with that, yeah, we're good. thank you for listening uh, to this episode of Space Side Collective. Um, there was a mini earthquake just now. <laughs> I didn't feel it. Ooh. Very small, very small. Not big, but I could definitely feel it. Oh, well. I... Is it weird to miss earthquakes? Because I kind of miss them. A little bit. <laughs> you know what I don't... You know what I wish I could, I could get away from? Being in the middle of using the restroom and then an earthquake happens. Mm. can see for a man how that would be annoying. Like, just in general, like, I, I, I remember, like, a friend told me, like, during one of our, like, last larger ones, I was like, yeah, man, like, I, I was, like, at home and this and that. He's like, dude, I was in the shower. Like, oh. I never even thought about that. Like, imagine being in the shower while an earthquake. No. We, we had a good exit for the podcast <laughs> and everything. <laughs> <laughs> This just showcases the power of our upcoming black hole tangents. <laughs> I know that. But we do. Oh, man. Thank you for listening to the Space Society Collective Podcast. Remember, we're on... <laughs> I didn't even get to do my stupid person of the week. Fuck it. Thank you for listening on this episode. This episode. Um, we'll, 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 do, we'll try to be frick with more D&D episodes. Just, hey, there's a lot more coming a possible one shot I can't wait um yeah we're on. and you're too late come on come on Christian you know it wait which one shot <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we uh, lost it it's gone nope right. we're going back thank you for listening oh. okay. you give love a bad name oh. moment gone <laughs>